Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Podcast Bonus Break Edition. If you got into a car, saw that it had no dashboard, I would be willing to bet you would refuse to drive it. And frankly, you shouldn't lead your nonprofit without a dashboard. And that's why in today's bonus break, I am going to break down dashboards so that you can start creating one for your organization and help your organization get where it wants to go. So as part of that, I will offer you an editable Excel document with three dashboards you can modify for your nonprofit. Before I do that, Let me just quickly remind you, the bonus break is a short episode you can listen to while taking a tea break and get the added bonus of making you and your nonprofit stronger. And I'm Dolph Goldenberg. I'm your host and the facilitator of this bonus break. I'm a consultant, a coach, and a confidant for leaders at small and large organizations across the country. I bring three decades of leadership and consulting experience building, growing, leading, and yes, repairing organizations. And friend, I found the value of dashboards during my very first time serving as a permanent executive director. In our organization, we had just completed a strategic planning project. I have to share with you, we put together a work group, we did like six to eight months of work together, and we ended up with a board-approved strategic plan with some very ambitious goals. And thankfully, some board members took me aside, and these were board members with some pretty high-level business experience. And they said, you know, in our own organizations, we use dashboards. And Dolph, you should create a dashboard as well. And I have to share with you, the dashboard was a game changer. We would produce a dashboard for every board meeting. And frankly, it kept our strategic plan front and center so that we discussed it in every board meeting and we knew we were on track. Eventually, we also started to use that dashboard within our management team meetings. And you know why? For the very same reason. It kept that plan front and center for everyone who was on the management team. And so today, I am going to show you how to create a dashboard. I will also share with you the areas that we tracked and how you can effectively use a dashboard in your organization. So, Let's just start with how to create it. You know, really, your dashboard, it is, it's a pretty simple one-page document, and it should offer information about how your organization is performing in a variety of areas. I like to think of the dashboard as having a dash system. And so that's D-A-S-H. The D stands for data. And so what that means is your dashboard has to have measurable quantitative data. Because if it's not measurable, it's really hard for people to fully understand whether or not you're achieving the goal. In some cases, we may have goals that, frankly, might feel a little bit harder to to quantify. For example, client satisfaction, which is fully qualitative. Are clients satisfied or are they not satisfied? But I believe that almost any qualitative data, we can turn into quantitative data. 
it might mean that you've got to think about ways that you could be surveying or collecting that data. But anything that you want to track on the dashboard has to be turned into a number. The A in DASH stands for accurate. And it should go without saying, but all of the information on the dashboard has to be fully accurate. So your client or program data, you know, when you say to your board or within even your management team, hey, this is how our programs are doing, you have to know that information is correct. Same with your financial data, your fundraising data, etc. Now, I will share with you that there might be a couple of occasions where you need to just make a footnote and explain maybe some variations in the data. Or, for example, if you had to correct data from a prior dashboard because you might be comparing to a prior period on your dashboard, then it's really important to footnote that and explain that variation or that change. But, If your dashboard has more than just a couple footnotes, you aren't putting together the original data with the type of discipline that is necessary to make sure it is accurate. Now, the S stands for simple. And I think about simple in two different ways when it comes to dashboards. The first is it should be relatively simple to produce. So you should be putting data on your dashboard that you're already looking at or you should already be looking at. That might be the number of clients that are served in a program. That might be the outcome from a program, perhaps change in clients' behavior or something like that. But again, it has to be relatively simple data that is easy to collect and easy to report on. Additionally, when I say simple to produce, that means that if you're the executive director, it's not on you to produce every single data point that goes in the dashboard. If you have staff who report to you, you need to turn to them and ask them to fill their data in on the dashboard. And so, for example, if you have a bookkeeper or a CFO, it doesn't matter because you're going to ask the person who manages your organization's books to either go into Office 365 Shared Excel Spreadsheet or a shared Google Sheet and enter the new financial data each month in the dashboard. And then if you have someone who runs your programs, you will ask them to do that. Same thing around fundraising. So if you're the executive director, ideally, you're only tracking one or two areas in the dashboard, and you're only responsible for putting that data in. Also, when I say simple, it means the end product, the actual dashboard itself has to be simple. And when I think about that, I think about the fact that if someone is brand new to the board and they see this one-page dashboard for the very first time, within five minutes, they should be able to understand your dashboard and also fully understand what you're trying to communicate, what's going well, what's not going well. And What will help with that is if you do a color coding system. And the color coding system I have fallen in love with for dashboards is red, yellow, green. Because just like the dashboard in your car, and you know what everything on your dashboard is in your car, when you're driving down the road, you know what red means, and you know what yellow and green mean. But to make it really clear, you might want to actually define red, yellow, and green somewhere on the dashboard. Green normally means as expected, timely, and within budget. 
Yellow means at risk of not having the outcomes we expected, might not be on time, or might not be on budget. And red means, hey, we're not achieving our outcomes, or we're not on time, or we're way outside of budget, potentially more than one of those. But again, a simple red-yellow-green coding will help whoever reads the dashboard understand where they should be focusing their time. And then the H in DASH stands for high level. You only want high-level data on your dashboard. Honestly, you don't want 80 points of data on your dashboard. You probably don't even want three dozen points of data because what you want are those high-level metrics. A good example that I always like to share with folks is the financial part of your dashboard. You undoubtedly want to include cash as days of operating. And I'm going to break this down so it's really simple because I know that for some folks, cash as days of operating might be a new concept. It was once a new concept for me as well. And so if my organization takes $1,000 a day to run, and we have $100,000 in the bank, then I know that I have 100 days of cash, which means if another dollar does not come into the organization, we could operate for 100 days before we had to close our doors. So if you have cash as days of operating, maybe then you actually don't need to detail the the total amount that you have in every single bank account. That might not be as important. The high-level data for your board to know is, hey, how long could we float? How long could we operate if we did not see another dollar come into our organization? So in each of these areas, you are going to have high-level data that you want to make sure ends up on your dashboard. And then the other noise, you're going to leave off your dashboard because it's not as important. Now, whenever I'm actually in the board meeting and I am asking the board to have a conversation about the dashboard, what I will typically do is I will say, hey, let's not spend a lot of time on the greens, patting ourselves on the back. Instead, let's talk about how we can be turning the reds to yellows and the yellows to green. And there are two ways that I might go about doing that. The first way is I might say, hey, I have some very specific thoughts about ways that we could turn this yellow to a green. I'd like to share with you what those ideas are. And then I would like for you to honestly critique them. Tell me where you think the idea is weak. Tell me what you think I might be missing as I'm talking about this possible solution. And when I do that, I also manage expectations that I likely won't immediately respond and say, oh, well, here's how I would deal with the issue you just raised. What I'm looking for is for the board to have a really good generative conversation about the idea or solution that I'm bringing. And then I will walk away and consider everything that they have said to me. And I will also think about ways to mitigate the risks that they discussed so that I can ensure the solution we use is going to be successful. So that's one way of handling the dashboard. Another way, when I say, hey, 
here's a yellow, and let's talk about how we're going to turn it to a green, is for me to open it up for a generative conversation to the board. And for me to first say, you know, I've got some ideas, but first I'd like to hear what your ideas are. And then through that, we all ideate and we discuss and we identify some possible solutions. And then we walk away from that board meeting with an agreement about how I, as the executive director, am going to sort through all of the possible solutions and make a decision about which one we're going to use. Friend, I know this dashboard system works. I learned that it worked back when I was a first-time executive director because the piece that I would not shared with you yet is our board looked at the dashboard every single month. And our management team started to look at the dashboard every month as well. And over the course of that strategic plan, we literally knocked every single goal off the list. And over time, we achieved everything that we set out to as part of the strategic plan. And that's the first time that I learned that dashboards worked. I have taken dashboards to other organizations, both as a staff leader and also as a consultant. And I have seen dashboards work with them as well. What's important, though, is that you just keep the DASH system. You document data. You make sure that data is accurate. You keep the dashboard simple. And you keep your dashboard at a high level so that people don't get lost in the weeds. Before we close out this bonus break, friend, I want to make sure that I leave with you the sections that should be on your organizational dashboard. At a minimum, your dashboard should cover programs, finance, fundraising, operations that are separate from fundraising. If you have facilities, it should include facilities. And of course, it should also include governance. Because when you're sharing the dashboard with the board, you also need to make sure that they know how they're performing. And the last item that I always want to make sure that I put on a dashboard that I share with the board is what I call one ask. And that is one ask that I, as the executive director, need to make of every board member. And it's one thing I need them to do between now and the next meeting. That might be, hey, sell your tickets or your table for our upcoming gala. It could be for them to complete their board assessment survey. But after every meeting, I want them to walk away with one homework assignment that we really need them to do. And of course, I can add that to the dashboard so that way the board will know how they're performing on that one homework assignment. Friend, at the beginning of this bonus break, I promised you an editable Excel document with three dashboards that you can modify for your organization. And this document includes a dashboard for an organization with a facility, one for an organization without a facility, and also a sample fundraising dashboard. You literally can just download these dashboards and edit them so that they track the right data for your organization. You can download those at our show notes at SuccessfulNonprofits.com, or you can just scroll down on your phone, and we've included a link to them inside this episode as well. That, friend, is our bonus break for this week. 
I hope that you have gained some insight to help you and your nonprofit thrive. And of course, I say this every time, I'm not an accountant nor an attorney, and neither I nor the consulting practice provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please, please, if that is what you need, find a licensed, qualified professional in your area.